I spent the last 10 years teaching corporate America leadership and teamwork. Now, I've left my 9 to 5 job to help as many people as possible become leaders in their work and personal lives. Some say leaders are born, but I say they're built. This podcast is the beginning of my mission to create change on a massive scale. Join me and follow along as we explore leadership, teamwork, and growth together. My name is Brian Rollo, and this is Lead with Impact. Hi there, and welcome to Lead with Impact. My name is Brian Rollo, and I am thrilled that you are with me today. We have another fantastic interview lined up today. We've had so many of them lately. Makes me really happy. Today we will be speaking to Amanda Blanton. Amanda is a self-described wildly extroverted introvert who strives to make everyone smile. She currently serves the business community as the marketing and communications manager for the Adirondack Regional Chamber of Commerce in upstate New York. Amanda believes that change leads to growth, and she will try most anything once. She hosts her own radio show where she interviews guests, but until today, she has never been on the other end of an interview. So I can't wait to speak to Amanda. Let's get to it. And we are fortunate today to be joined by Amanda Blanton. Welcome, Amanda. Well, thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. Um, I do have to say that it's a, a little interesting being on the other end of an interview this time, since I generally interview people, but thank you for having me. I know you're an excellent interviewer, so the pressure is on on this side, too. I'm going to try to do my best. <laughs> I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> so how do you help people? Amanda, we know you're an interviewer now, but exactly what do you do and how do you help? Sure. So uh, my current role is the marketing and communications manager for the Adirondack Regional Chamber of Commerce. It's a very long title, but um, it's definitely a fun and rewarding job. Uh, what I do basically is um, I help people and businesses connect to form beneficial relationships. And I do that by, um, I do a lot of social media. So I'm very active on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, where I'm trying to connect with our business community and also promote our business community. Um, I also host a weekly radio show, which you know I mentioned earlier that I do get to interview chamber members once a week. So that's a lot of fun and also very, very educational for myself. Um, and that's kind of it in a nutshell. I mean, I could kind of talk about what I do for a long time, but I'd like to, to hope that uh, my role at the chamber is really help, is helping to strengthen the business community. Great. Now, we have listeners all over the United States and some even outside of the United States. So maybe you could tell them where the heck is the Adirondack Regional Chamber of Commerce? Sure. I wasn't aware that we had such a broad audience. So thank you for letting me know. Um, so the Adirondack Regional Chamber of Commerce uh, serves a four-county region in upstate New York. And uh, you know, generally, sometimes when you say you're from New York, people always assume it's the city. Um, so I always have to tell people we're a little upstate from the city, uh, but we do. We serve a, a four-county region. I, I couldn't tell you what the mileage is on that, but it's a quite a large area in between Saratoga Springs and uh, Lake George. Okay, perfect. People have probably heard of the racetrack at Saratoga. Sure, sure. <laughs> and Lake George is a beautiful 
spot to get away in the summer, a big tourist area, at least up in this neck of the woods in the Northeast. Absolutely. So it sounds like a big job. It kind of is, yeah. But like I said, it's very rewarding. Um, I really do enjoy helping people. I've always been either in the service industry or working for nonprofits my entire career. So I, I really do enjoy helping people. It's what keeps me going. <laughs> and how big of a picture does the social media, or how big of a part of the picture is the social media aspect? Sure. So I would say in the beginning of my role a little over two years ago, social media wasn't as as big of a, of a part of my job, but now it, it totally is. It's, um, it's so important to always have a presence on social media, especially when you're representing an organization or even more importantly, when you're representing a mem member of your organization. So I'd say it's a pretty big part of my job. It does take up a lot of my time, but again, it, it's kind of one of the more fun parts of my job. Um, it, it's always changing. It's always different. It's always evolving. So it keeps me on my toes and, and you could, you could honestly dedicate a full-time job to social media if you really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. There's so much and no matter what you do, it sort of snowballs and there are, there's always more to do, which is a good thing. Sure. Absolutely. It's, it, it it's always exciting. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you end up to be somewhere between Saratoga and Lake George doing this kind of work that were you always here? What was the journey like? Yeah. So I have a, a pretty interesting journey. It's, um, it's like a lot of people, but, but not too many people I've run into these days. My, uh, stepdad was in the military. Uh, so we moved around a lot. Um, and when I was a kid and we ended up in San Antonio, Texas when I was about 13 or 14. And that's when my stepdad retired. So I spent a good 13 years in San Antonio, Texas, just kind of finishing out high school and going to college and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I, I just needed a change. I was in my mid twenties and things just kind of weren't going well enough for me in Texas. And I had some family up here in Queensbury, New York, that were willing to, you know, move me up here and, and, and give me the time and the space I needed to kind of get acclimated. And, and that's exactly what I did. Um, my dad and I packed up a, a truck and stuck my cat in a box and we, we drove up here from Texas and I, I didn't even have a job waiting for me. I really just didn't have a clue. Um, I wasn't ready for winter either, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I came up here with a couple of hoodies and some jeans and thought I was ready for winter. So um, long story short, though, it was a very eye-opening experience. Uh, the move in itself was stressful. It was exciting. It was life-changing. Um, and over the last 10 years, I've been building a life for myself here in upstate New York and, you know, adjusting to things. Uh, the culture is very different up here. The weather is obviously different up here, but not in a bad way. It's, it's good to kind of step out of your comfort zone every once in a while. And, and you really learn a lot about yourself and, and a lot about where you're going. So how did you cope with that culture change? It wasn't a bad thing. It was just different. And what was good about it, though, is I was at a, a pivotal point in my life where I was ready for change. So it was kind of easier to embrace it. Um, I don't know that people accepted me as easily as I may have accepted them. But over time, you know, I made friends and I found my connections and 
I just got better job after better job after better job and, and things just started going my way. So it was, it was a good move. It sounds a little scary to leave from what you're describing, basically everyone you knew and all of your social circle to come to a brand new place where it sounds like you just knew a couple of family members. That is, yes, that is very true. Um, it, it wasn't, it was very scary. Um, I, I took a, a large, large risk. I took a huge chance just leaving my entire life behind, um, to move up here. But I do have to say having family to rely on when you do that is huge. It's crucial. They really did help me. I, I had a place to live. I had people that were there for me. You know, I, there was many, many nights uh, when I first moved up here where I, I, you know, I cried. I was a little upset. I left all my friends behind and I left my parents behind. And, you know, yeah, it wasn't easy. But it, if I could give anybody advice um, on something like that, like if you're thinking about making a major change in your life and you know that you have a good support system and you have some resources to tap into – just go for it. I mean, life's too short to just be sitting there wondering what if, uh, because if I was still sitting in Texas thinking what if, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. And, you know, so many people think about that and they ponder it, but they just never do it. Why, right. did, you act, why did you actually or how did you find it in you to actually do it? Um, there was a lot of, lot of thinking. Um, possibly over cocktails. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I talked it out with my friends in Texas. I talked it out with, uh, both sets of my parents. I talked it out with my sister, you know, there, there was a lot of conversation and a lot of pros and cons. And at the end of the day, it, it made sense to move. And uh, again, I have no regrets. Um, it wasn't an overnight decision. It was months and months and months of, deciding and, and also planning, you know, you, you have to be financially steady and ready to, to make a move like that. It, it's not something where you just go rent a truck and, and go for it. I would not recommend that. Um, but you know, it, you, I feel like you just know when you're ready, you just know. Yeah. It's funny. I have a friend, I'll probably get in trouble. Hopefully they're not listening, but they always say, especially every winter, they say, you know, if I could only live in California, it would be great. If I could only live in Arizona, it would be great. And I always tell them, well, you can. Sure. <laughs> your, your car's there. The truck's there. It might take a little planning. It might take a little work. But I think so many times we just get the mindset where we almost forget that we have these options and we don't even think about opening that door. You nailed it, Brian. Um, it's all about your comfort zone. Like we all, no matter where you are in life, you're going to get really comfortable in what you're doing. And when you get too comfortable, fear kind of sets in. And anytime somebody, you know, presents you with some kind of change, you immediately kind of withdraw and say, oh, no, no, I can't do that. But the reality is, is you can. If you put your mind to something, if you set things up correctly, again, if you have support, if you have resources, you can do it. You totally can. I want to delve a little bit into what you talked about as far as the things you had to overcome. So from sure. what I'm hearing, you got up here and there wasn't really a job set up. It sounds like the social aspect of it didn't kick in right away. That sounds a little lonely and scary, actually. How did you get through that? 
Well, um, to be honest, personally, I'm a, I'm a pretty independent person. I, I've always have been growing up and, you know, moving around a lot with my stepdad being in the military, you just had to pick up and go. There really was no option. So I, I could be at a school for a year. I could be at a school for six months. I could be at a different school for 18 months you know, the next year. And it it was just a constant thing growing up where I was always moving, always making new friends. So this move as an adult just was kind of reminiscent of those days. And I guess having experiencing it multiple times throughout my life, I realized, you know what, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Like I may not have friends immediately, but I know that I can make friends. I may not have a job right now, but I know I'm a go-getter and I will find one. So I think it all just goes back to past experiences and and always realizing that it always turned out okay and and therefore it will this time too. I love it. So who are your mentors? Who has helped you along the way? Sure. So I'm not going to lie, I did have an issue, not an issue, but a, a little hard time with this question because I don't, typically have maybe professional mentors like most people do. Um, but the one person I really admire is my dad. Uh, he didn't have the easiest of lives. He, you know, he had kind of a, an interesting upbringing. He didn't have a lot of support, uh, but he kept going and he kept persevering and he just, he kept going on with life and he always did it with a smile and we never knew that anything was wrong. Um, and being that my parents are divorced and both remarried, it always seemed like he was on the other side of the planet. He was either hundreds, if not thousands of miles away, but I always knew he was there and I always knew that he would be there for me. And that is just, I don't know. I feel like that's the, the best person to have in your life. Um, so I've always looked up to him and, and he's never disappointed me. So I I would say if, if, if I could, kind of model my life after anyone, it would be him. That's fantastic. And it sounds like he's played a huge role in getting you to where you are. Yeah, l- quite literally. He, uh, he drove me up here from Texas. <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to do it alone, but he refused. So, um, he's, he's a really stand up guy and, um, yeah, I really do love and appreciate him. That's great. So we talked a little bit earlier about the fact that you're in a job where you have to be extroverted. I am too, a little bit. Yeah. You have, you have to go out and interact with people and you have to be the one that brings energy. And sometimes that might not be in our internal nature to do that easily. Is that the case with you? Absolutely. So it's so interesting because I, I call myself an extroverted introvert. And I know that just that makes absolutely no sense, but it's really how I feel inside. Um, growing up, I always wanted to be social. It was just kind of like this inner fire inside of me, but there was always something holding me back and I never quite knew what that was. I would always just tell people, Oh, I'm shy or, Oh, you know, I'm just a little uncomfortable with that. But what it was is in reality, I was just introverted, but I was trying to kind of be somebody I wasn't. So what it boils down to is I really enjoy being social. I enjoy adventures, but to a point, like those things take a lot out of me. I need time to recharge. 
I need time to kind of get my thoughts together. I can't always be on. So it, it is a bit of a challenge uh, with my current role and my job, but what I do is I, every day I just tell myself, sometimes you have to step outside of your comfort zone because that's when good things happen. Um, you know, I mean, moving from Texas to New York was just a huge uh, journey in my life. It was a huge risk that I took and I survived it. So if I can do that, what else can I do? You know? Yeah. We talked about this. I always say, instead of you saying you're an extroverted introvert, I say I'm an introvert who can play an extrovert occasionally. Ah, <laughs> yeah. When, when it is called for, I can, I can sort of put that hat on. But I'm like you, especially if I'm doing a public presentation or a speech or networking. And I'd like to talk about that next to our thing is that I can do and do enjoy doing when I'm doing them. But as an introvert, it just takes a lot out of you. It, and, it does. Yeah. And I know there's some people who can be recharged by those things. And there's other people who are drained by those things. And I'm definitely in that latter part. But I'm with you. The benefits of doing it really pay off. And really forcing yourself to do something and to be better than you would be if you didn't push yourself. That, that's it. And you know what? You have to challenge yourself daily, I, I've noticed. Um, there's certainly times where you can kind of relax. Like I typically use Sunday as my day of the week to, to recharge fully. So I try to stay off of social media and, you know, try not to talk to, to too many people and just keep to myself that day. But every other day of the week, I'm constantly challenging myself and, and trying to make myself better. So, you know, public speaking is not really my forte, but I do find myself giving some introductions at, at smaller business seminars. And you know what? The more I do it, the easier it gets. And now all of a sudden, it's not so uncomfortable. It's just like anything else. You have, you have to get the reps and you get better at it, just, just like anything else. And that leads me to networking because part of what you do, I mean, part of what a chamber of commerce does is arrange these huge networking events. Sure. And you encourage people to come. And I, I'm assuming you must play some role in making sure everybody there feels comfortable and everybody's talking to somebody. How does somebody who's introverted in nature push themselves to go out and do that? What's that look like? Sure. So I have to tell you, it was kind of a step-by-step process. So in the beginning, um, I, I did what I like to call the buddy system. Networking and socializing is so much easier if you have a friend with you. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and mention my, my friend, Trisha. Uh, she's also my coworker. So we've become really good friends over the last couple of years, uh, not only working together, but you know, hanging out. And she is incredible at networking. So in the beginning, I would just kind of watch her at events and kind of tag along and pick up little skills here and there. And, and people might think that's weird, but it's not weird. If you, if, you're not if you are uncomfortable doing something, it's okay to kind of watch others and see how they do it. That's how we learn. Exactly. And so just like anything, you want to have somebody who is at the next level. I talk about that all the time. Surround yourself with people who are at the next level of whatever you do. Sure. Because, because there's somebody else who's already figured out a better way. And you might not think of it with something as simple as networking, but it still applies. 
That's it. And um, the next piece of advice I would give with networking is start small. You know, it, it's very intimidating to walk into a room with 50, 75, 100 people. And in your mind, you may be thinking, oh, my goodness, how am I going to talk to all these people? Well, the reality is you don't have to talk to everybody in the room. Maybe you decide that, you know, tonight's goal is to talk to two new people. And then at the next networking event, my goal is to talk to three people. And you just kind of set yourself up for success that way. You don't have to take on the whole room. That's not what it's about. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. And shout out to Trisha, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> she is. She is the best. And you know, it's funny when it comes to networking, I have to tell you, I'm a little bit different than you are in this way. I always say if there was an event going on and there's a presentation happening to a room of 200 people and then there is networking afterwards let me give the presentation but don't make me network gotcha. <laughs> I'd, I'd be much more comfortable getting up on the stage and talking to people uh than getting into the networking part of it but it's a skill i have to build on it sounds like just sort of like you did right Exactly. I mean, we, we all have things that we're comfortable with and things we're not comfortable with. Um, and they're going to vary day to day too. You know, some days I am a little more confident and I don't have a problem speaking in front of a group. And then there's other days where I'm literally shaking in my boots. So <laughs> it just <Right>. depends. <laughs> I hear you. If you could send a message to yourself 10 years ago, what would you tell your younger self? Um, that one thing, don't try to be everything to everyone. Not only is it impossible, but it's very hard to be true to yourself when you're just trying to please everyone. So that is the advice I would give myself 10 years ago. <laughs> All right. So can you expand on that a little bit? What do you mean by that? Sure. So I think, you know, for me personally, um, I've always wanted to be successful in, in some way or another. And, and whether that was in my personal life or professional life, you just want to be successful. Um, and I found that trying to please everyone around me made me feel successful. But what it really did was it took its toll on me. You know, being that introvert, I was really damaging myself by trying to be everything to everyone that I knew instead of really focusing on things that I held value on, things that were important to me. I was placing more value on things that were important to others. Exactly. That's great advice. And I've learned that too over time and I'm still learning it because I think if you are the sort of person who's driven, and I say this to sometimes to a couple of people I know, some people are just driven to do more. I think you're one of them and you want to be successful at everything. You don't want to be good at everything and you never want to be second best and the problem is you, you literally can't be good at everything. Right. When you try to be great at everything, you're not going to do it. You're going to be mediocre at everything. So focus on that one skill set and, and be the best you can be at it. I think that's so much more effective and so much better for your sanity than to try to be great at everything. You're absolutely right. And, and I'll add to that by saying I am still in the process of following my own advice. So, you know, it, it is tough um, when, when you grow up and you're learning things about yourself and you're trying to let go of maybe some toxic people or toxic things in your life. It, it, it's not an overnight process, but 
I agree. It's, um, we have to take care of ourselves and really figure out what we want out of life. And, and then we can begin to please others. I hear you. So what does the future hold for Amanda? Sure. So, um, definitely more lessons. I'm not done learning. (laughs) Uh, life is full of lessons and, um, I'm at a point in my life where I'm actually eager to learn them and not really scared anymore. So that's good. Um, honestly hoping to travel more. I think, uh, I think I was born with the travel bug and I really do like getting around. So I'm hoping to see that in my future. And I'm, honestly looking forward to more opportunities to step out of my comfort zone. Again, it's, it's a daily thing for me. Um, I like challenging myself. It's even better if I'm successful at something, but if I'm not, you know, you learn something along the way. That's what it's all about. Exactly. By the way, if you have a chance, go back and check out episode number 36. I'm plugging my own podcast on my podcast, but (laughs) check out episode 36, Megan Kaiser on traveling for free. She's somebody who's roamed around the globe for free and she shares her tips on how to do it. I've got her book. I've been thumbing through it. I keep, I was kidding her. My next episode is going to be from Europe somewhere, but really interesting concept. Oh my gosh. No, I need to be friends with her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Check that out. I will. So any last words of advice for our listeners? Um, Yeah, you know, coming from a person who's uh, obviously grown a lot over the years and has taken quite a few risks, I would just say, you know, if if you're out there and, and you're scared or you're hesitant or you're reluctant to do something, to just talk about it with somebody because sometimes that is enough to kind of get your insecurities out there and make you realize that, most things are achievable in life if you just try. So don't hold it all in. Talk to somebody that you trust. Talk to somebody that you know will listen and maybe give you advice. And who knows? The sky's the limit. That is great advice. And thank you, Amanda Blanton, for joining us. It has been fantastic. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate the opportunity. and I'd love to be on again if you'll have me. We'll do that. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So that was Amanda Blanton. I really enjoyed talking to Amanda. I took a lot away from it on embracing change, doing things that seem scary, and also about operating as an introvert. It's something, as you heard, that I can relate to. And the more people I talk to, the more people that I find that can relate to that as well. So I hope you found some value in this episode. If you found us out there, on your favorite platform, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review if you can. You can also find us at brianrollo.com lead. And I appreciate everything you have done for the podcast, and I appreciate you listening. It means a lot. That is it for today. Go out, have a great day, lead with impact, and I will talk to you soon.